This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek, and you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Ashley, when the hell are we this week? 1990! For only two more weeks. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah. The mall is buried in fake snow, and every night is an absolute shopping shit show. It's awesome. <laughs> Just a minute ago, there was a parade outside. Oh, let's check in on that. We'll get them all back up here. Just a minute, Martha. We'll get them all back. The winners, the 1990 Little Miss. I have to describe what we're seeing. Is Kristen Fourkiller from Peabody Elementary? She is the daughter of Jack and Diane Fourkiller. Oh. And our oh. prince is Jesse Pritchett. And he's from Peavine, and he is the son of Sharon and Frankie Duncan. And they're third graders at Peavine Elementary. Why don't you come out in the front? And our winners will get trophies. I love this woman's voice. I don't know what they're doing. The kids are super cute. I have no idea what they're doing. Is it like a little kid pageant? Yep. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cutting that out. So <laughs> that was, I mean, that was just one of the many exciting sights and sounds of the parade. And we, you know, we can't I pick did and love choose. her accent though. Yeah. So cool. uh, that gives you a little clue into our undisclosed location. Um, but yeah, Ashley, what is uh, enough shenanigans at the parade? What's showing at the movies this week? All right. Well, we let's see. We have an eccentric share moving your quirky 15 year old daughter away from the city to a small town in Massachusetts. It's called Mermaids for some reason. Are there mermaids in it? I don't, know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. And the daughter is played by a young Winona Ryder. Oh, I love Winona. Yeah, me yeah. too. As yeah. cool as that sounds. Um, is there anything else? No, nope, that's it. Oh, thank no, Mermaids it is. No, um, we actually have another Winona Ryder movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could sense it. Oh, so, yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. This one her. also stars Johnny Depp with insane hair, a leather bodysuit, Derek's favorite. And well, <laughs> the name pretty much sums it up. Edward Scissorhands. Yes, it does. Yeah. Sold. Um, <laughs> well, okay. We can't turn down a movie that's called Edward Scissorhands. So let's go. All right. Yeah. He'll make you laugh. Hold me. He'll make you cry. I can't. But most of all, you'll fall in love with Edward. I'll be darned. The best film of the year is Edward Scissorhands, rated PG-13. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Oh, Edward. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. But (laughs) thanks to the the fresh cut, Edward. (laughs) Yeah, it's like y'all's hair is looking um, crooked, um, shaggy, (laughs) sticking up in in all. Yeah, in all sorts of different directions, but um, radical. So um, that's that there must be a new salon at the mall that uses a very dangerous and scary technique. (laughs) <laughs> where oh my gosh. <laughs> they don't show any you know they don't move the person's head they don't like you know <laughs> hold their hair up to the side they somehow just get their their scissor hands to cut around everything until it's perfectly shaped and 
you're in and out in like 15 seconds. Yeah. It's an amazing so experience. It's really quick. Um, it's the best experience you've ever had in your life. Huh? Yeah. That's what the one lady says. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, a, I would have yeah. to agree. It's very, um, <laughs> very erotic the way she says it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get to so, that. Yeah, this is this is a pretty iconic movie. It's a Tim Burton directed film, and it's uh, comes out a year after Batman. So he had a lot of creative freedom to make whatever he wanted after the success of Batman. So he came up with this premise. Um, someone else wrote the screenplay, but obviously this is his weird and twisted brainchild. Um, Ashley. What do you remember? Do you remember seeing this movie or do you remember knowing of this movie from pop culture? Just knowing of it. So I never saw this movie fully until we watched it in theaters. Okay. Well, so So. you didn't even remember it from other viewings. You just, yeah. Interesting. Derek, what about you? Did Did you watch this a lot growing up? I did not. I saw a film of Tim Burton's, which we'll talk about later, and then yeah. revisited this because of a girlfriend I was dating at the time and fell in love with it. It was great. How old were you? 17, Ish. 18. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, still so, pretty young. Yeah. 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 The age of the characters in the movie, although, of course, I'm sure they're older um, actors, but but yeah. Oh, no, playing... only 19. Oh, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And Johnny Depp is a 26. humanoid android character. Yeah. So that's <laughs> what is he? What is Edward? He's a creation. Yeah. How did you like the scene where they kind of show they don't show the assembly line making him, but they show like up in the castle, the inventor that created him has a pretty elaborate way of like what making cookies. Making fake arms. <laughs> well, but isn't that whole like sequence they show where the batter, the eggs drop in and then the beaters go in like that's just to make a cookie, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what the, the intro credits were, were cookies that were right. cut. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. I liked all of the I like seeing like these creative like machines that don't make any sense, but then somehow work <laughs> for the movie. It's- yeah, it's a comic. I mean, like it's you can call it like a comic book sensibility, a cartoon sensibility. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. stylized, really mm-hmm. kind of unnaturalistic. Um, but did you find so you have this like really over the top style depiction of like a 70s um, suburbia with like ridiculous houses and ridiculous um, people living there. But at its core, it's like about this outsider dude. Edward, whose mm-hmm. father, his literal like, well, the you know, his the person who Creator. created him yeah. dies before he can put hands on him. So he is, you know, he's <laughs> left with scissor hands. But why did he have the scissor hands in the first place? That's what I, I don't know. Yeah, I would have liked the, that answer. Like, OK, we're not going to give you hands. We'll do the rest of your body. But then you're going to give you like sharp knives for fingers. And then you're yeah. like, oh, OK, I, I think it was <laughs> so he could take care of all of the bushes in on the property, which is gigantic. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I mean, that's a great that's a great. That's, um, yeah. So guess. he's like the. Or maybe he started taking care of them because that's all he had once he passed away. Ooh, nature versus nurture. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Now, they also show when they're doing that. um cookie cutting scene cookie cooking cutting scene they show a um 
a creature that he holds a heart or they show a robot that he holds a heart up to. And mm-hmm. I think that thing has like uh, scissor hands. So yeah. it's kind of like replacing that with a more human, um, a more human uh, cre- creation. And then he just like eventually was going to keep making it more and more human as he went. I mean, like it didn't have legs. I mean, he didn't have like um, it just looked like the uh, tin man's machine body. guns, his legs or anything yeah. at first. But he just did, like did, it could have just not had hands. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess he didn't want to make him feel like you know, useless. So like incomplete, even though, yeah, yeah, even though he felt like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's um, they we get a few glimpses of the inventor, um, played by Vincent Price, teaching him ethics and teaching him how to socialize. But like, what do you what do you all think he did after? We get a heartbreaking scene where they show him giving Edward oh, uh, the it. hands as a present, and he's like holding them out. And Edward, and then the, the his his father figure just collapses, and Edward's knife knife hands go through the prosthetics. The, his the prosthetic hands, and then like and then what ha- like what is then what does he do? How does he take care of himself? He just works on the plants for decades. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about the just. Yeah, let's talk about the tone of the movie. I mean, it's it's like so emotionally um, wrought, like with uh, longing for him, mm-hmm. um, him. The the score does a lot of work. Um, yeah. And Danny his, Elfman, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear. Actually, let's just go ahead and, and play. Um, a little bit of that that comes from a scene much later, but it's the scene that definitely made me tear up a little bit. You can hear a little bit of the, the scissors shaving ice. Mm. in the background there and he's basically creating uh well he's doing two things at once he's making a beautiful ice sculpture and doing it so quickly and so um you know like um precisely and yeah that it's creating a snowstorm yeah it's a little snow globe for the town yeah and winona comes out spins around in the 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 snow and yeah i mean it's so it's such a like beautiful did this movie make how did this movie make you feel i guess is is what i'm getting at <laughs> i've got goosebumps right now just thinking yeah, yeah a lot of emotions honestly. really <laughs> yeah mainly pretty sad <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's 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 like the perfect combo well, in my opinion of of like uh sad uh i don't know how the romance it's a romantic like style of of movie and tone but mm-hmm. so such an undercurrent of sadness that it just kind of makes everything feel so heightened. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's building towards like some kind of tragedy because as much as, what did you think about how the, the town kind of reacts to his arrival? Before we get to his arrival, sure. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the woman that went up to his yeah. property oh, and, and saved her saved him i I, at first i thought she was going to be completely horrible to him and then this woman yeah go ahead ash 
Oh, um, so her name is Peg and she's played by Diane West and she was the first to sign on to this film. And then once huh. she did, everyone else like followed suit because she was like so excited about it, which is pretty cool. Um, but she's like an Avon lady salesman who can't sell sell anything. And because <laughs> no one wants to buy anything from her. No one has money. And so she sees a castle in her like rear view mirror, rear view mirror. And was like, I should check out this old abandoned castle. Maybe someone's here. I can sell makeup to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she, and then, she did find. Yeah. And then she found Edward like cowering in a corner and he comes out of the shadows with his like big body all in leather with like knife hands. And she's like, oh, you poor thing. I'll take care of you. I was like, whoa. <laughs> she's scared for a second, but for she a is really quick second. though. So yeah. Like so accepting. And so immediately wanting yeah. to help and, and touch up his scars. She's not very good at her job um, no. because I think it's more of a critique of the, the pyramid scheme, Avon mm -hmm. model and their products being useless in the yeah. movie. I don't know. I don't have any personal experience, but <laughs> everything she tries to use doesn't work out. So um, mm -hmm. I'm going to blame the company. Well, and then and, take Edward yeah. Scissorhands who lives in darkness and the only yeah. light in his life are the the are the shrubs that are shrubbery that he gets to manicure yeah his yeah. friends yeah and then this Which, woman comes in in a bright like uh oh fuck. what are pink the colors yeah pastel. Like pastel pink pastel pink yeah. yeah super full of color and then brings this dark character she back. brings light into his world yeah it is it is so sweet and she um doesn't hesitate to you know she's like not only not scared of him her first impulse is like why don't you come home with me yeah um, <laughs> immediately <laughs> yeah because obviously he's alone and she feels mm -hmm. you know uh, she wants to help take care of him so he takes she takes him into her house and just kind of like sets him free in a in a you know um a very like well-maintained everything in the the whole neighborhood is kind of like very particular and mm -hmm. um just throws them into a room with the water bed, of course, because all every everyone has water beds. She doesn't even like warn him when they're having dinner with him. They don't like over. They don't try to explain, you know, or teach him. They don't treat him any differently. Basically, yeah. they just treat yeah. him normal, um, and like almost almost to an extreme. That's 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 strange because he's he's she can sense, I guess, a kindness and and knows that he's not dangerous. But mm -hmm. still, he has like a lot to learn about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about society. So she could have given him a few like practical pointers, but it's kind of cool. I mean, it's really cool that how everyone just treats him uh, like he's normal until, you know, they get jealous of him or things mm -hmm. start to kind of take a take a turn. Um, the yeah, one person I who doesn't really treat him the same or didn't really like isn't enamored with him is Winona's character. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, but that's because like of Winona. Of her, yeah. yeah. He was jealous uh, that his his girl or somebody that he liked was interested, not even like uh intimately into mm -hmm. yeah. Edward Scissorhands, just jealous she, that she had some sort of relationship with him. But she didn't even like him uh, like Edward at first. She was actually no, like pretty not. annoyed oh, no. by him. Oh, she so was like embarrassed was, too. Yeah, I mean, he, he was making he fun of her. He killed the water bed once she came home and started screaming at her. Yeah. 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 That's a scary first, sight to see. <laughs> before that, Surprise. he poked one hole in it and then put like a little stuffed animal over it. Yeah. To plug it. Stopped yeah. It. <laughs> we actually had water beds growing up. It's a mm -hmm. wild. It was a wild trend that that um, 
took place in the like mid nineties, I guess. And thanks this movie staff. is set all over, but I mean, uh, time period wise, it, it jumps around quite a bit, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, I mean, he is welcomed into the community and it starts, you know, trimming everyone's hedges. Of course they, uh, the, the gossipy neighbors all want to get a glimpse of him. Some of them maybe want to do more, um, perverse yeah. things yeah. with him. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> well, they see these like <laughs> knife hands and they think somehow that's like Ooh, um, romantic. Yeah. Because the the one lady, Joyce, um, the fiery um, redhead who's like hitting on the garbage or the the um, dishwasher repairman when we first meet her. <laughs> um, he's like, you can clean. You can just pull the, the gross food out of the food trap. And she's like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but when she sees Edward, she asks our girlfriends, like, do you think his do you, do you think those knives are hot or cold? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they're like oh he can like just cut off the buttons or the zipper or something i don't know it was oh yeah. and he did yeah well she or she made him she assaults yeah. him more or less yep. yeah um and then reverse you know and then blames and then and then claims that that he heavily insinuates i think basically tells her friends that that he tried to assault her so yeah. Yeah. um pretty much so yeah, she's she's evil. We know that after we see her kick her dog. Um, mm-hmm. But no, other than that, no. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. What did, were you all distracted um, by kind of like the cartoony nature of how they show the town, how they show him cutting stuff like they don't ever show the thing being cut. They show the shavings of whatever he's cutting flying up into the air. It's like a very practical decision, obviously. Um, but how did y'all like just kind of the the kind of goofy tone of the the visuals? I loved it. I yeah. loved all of it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was really effective. Um, and it just looks like so cool. Like I, you don't need to show like every like snip of the hair or whatever, like right. throwing it in the air and like having these like crazy visuals. Um, I felt like really interesting and effective. And the entire story is meant to be seen through his eyes. So that's like the whole town's like so fantastical and like crazy colors oh, and all this stuff. Interesting. That was like interesting. the intent of it. So if you see everything like being like a little bit like, like either like a fish islands or something a little bit crazy, it's because like it's supposed to be through how he would see the world. Hmm. That makes sense because the first scene, um, once she picks him up from the castle, is him driving into town and he's just like in complete amazement as they pass mm-hmm. like a bright one ridiculously covered colored house after another and then people playing in the yard and then just like so much excitement and activity and you can definitely sense that in him how mm-hmm. how amazed he is um was did you ever find like i mean were you on the edge of your seat with nervousness for what was gonna happen with him was he gonna hurt someone what how did you think it was gonna play out i thought that he was gonna die hmm but like how, well, like, did you think he, he was, I thought that he, I thought that he would be like misunderstood somehow, which did happen. Yeah. And then I thought it would lead to like someone like killing him or something. Yeah. Well, that was, so. which is what the town thought. Spoiler. Yeah. We're going to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 1990. Everybody spoiler. thought he was dead at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the first, the first conflict or one of the first conflicts is, um, aside from little, like, you know, him scaring Winona, which is just a misunderstanding. 
when she comes back from camping with her her um, hippie friends yeah. <laughs> and, or like her stoner uh, drunk friends um, is that her douchebag boyfriend, um, mm-hmm. Jim, convinces her to convince Edward to rob his dad because his dad has like a sweet stereo or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Edward knows that it's wrong and knows he shouldn't do it. But he's, you know, enamored with with Winona and can't really say no to her mm-hmm. so they sneak in and then he gets locked in the room and uh, that's strike one basically yeah. i mean well the the maybe when joyce lies about their interaction um and starts telling people in the town that's kind of strike one um so all the women yeah. sort of are skeptical now of him because that of happened like around like that happened after he got into jail because of that incident Oh, so yeah, they, they were like, oh, I knew he was a bad egg. This is what happened to me. And it kind of like kept going. Oh, she used that. that as like a um, or excuse to tell her fake mm-hmm. story. Yeah. 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 So that's fucked up. And then but the one of the cool there are certain people in the town overall, like the the cop who arrests him or like um, sort of has some uh, leeway to mm-hmm. let him go sees like something pure in him it seems like because yeah. he keeps like at, at multiple points in the movie letting him go and, and realizing that like the town is corrupting him basically yeah, yeah well he knows that like the cop is kind of similar to like the peg character he just like knows he's kind and wants to like help him so it's pretty cool yeah well and he was so sheltered that like he's mm-hmm. so gullible in the society that yeah. he's been introduced into so well what's so tragic about the the situation is that most people are good. Like this applies beyond this, the, the, the world of this movie, like, but in the case that you have someone who's easily manipulative, uh, ma- manipulated because in his yeah. case, just naivete, um, mm-hmm. it only takes one gym to completely yeah. like fuck over, you know, to balance this, to change this course of his life from, you know, love yeah. and, and happiness to a life of crime and, and, um, sexual assault, fake sexual mm-hmm. assault. And, <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, like he accidentally, he saves, um, the son's life, um, because of, uh, Jim's drunk driving. Um, you know, we can see it a mile away because of the, the way that the scene is staged. Nice Jim's one. like speeding mm-hmm. in his, um, mystery van around around town maybe it's his friend that's driving it's his but friend he makes his friend drunk he, drive he forces his friend to drive yeah and so edward dives and 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 saves the son but then he's on top of him and like flailing and freaking out and so you know the kid is scared because a guy with knife hands is <laughs> on top of him but like Scissor it's your hands and he's like slightly yeah. cutting well, his face very trying to make sure he's okay yeah yeah it's so, i mean it's, it's a tough scene to watch well and that happens all throughout even though not that many things bad happen you're constantly on the edge of your seat because mm-hmm. any i mean these things are razor sharp and any like that's why all the haircut scenes and he's trimming dogs and shit one false yeah, move in when theory he's, when he's flailing his hands around like yeah excitement it's like everybody watch out you're gonna get stabbed yeah. in the eye or decapitated yeah. or or well, yeah. and they take <laughs> him to a heart. knife sharpening shop in the mall so yeah i mean it's one thing it's one thing trimming hedges which don't move um and you know don't have uh uh, souls but (laughs) if you like accidentally if if you're cutting someone's hair and they um get too excited or aroused Mm -hmm. 
and they they move you know who knows Off what with could their happen. head yeah so another tim burton yeah but think? none of that none none of that yeah he does play a barber in another movie nice oh tie-in. i was also thinking um charlie and chocolate factory yeah oh, i was thinking of no alice in wonderland <laughs> okay yeah well they have collaborated a lot i know and, um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah clearly they enjoy working with each other um what else? Let's see. Um, let's talk about there's this scene in the movie where Edward goes on some kind of like daytime talk show. Oh my and this kind of sums up a lot of the, the themes of the movie. What's been the best part of your new life here in town? The friends I've made. Oh. Any other questions? Have you ever thought of having corrective surgery or prosthetics? I know a doctor that might be able to help you. Rude. I'd like to meet him. We'll get that name after the show. Thank you very much. That's very nice. Anyone else? Yes, stand right up. But if you had regular hands, you'd be like everyone else. Yes, I know. (laughs) I think he'd like that. (laughs) But then no one would think you were special. You wouldn't be on TV or anything. Hmm. No matter what, Edward will always be special. Thanks the best. Yeah. Yeah, so that covers the whole range. So first, there's repeated suggestions in the movie that someone can fix him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's open to it, of course. Like, what, I mean, he's he, he knows he's like can't lead a normal life and mm-hmm. is, you know, and in, in, in so much that he would want to, um, which he thinks he does. And then it's this, um, the last two questions or the last two statements kind of put a nice summary on it's not like your physicality or your you know um outward facing characteristics that make you special it's it's the inside and it's your intangible qualities so very sweet um but you know what did y'all kind of what did y'all think of this like struggle between wanting to be normal versus wanting to be you know, or not wanting to be a freak. Oh, um, <laughs> what a question. We've all, well, we've all felt similarly. Yeah. Like, I, I oh, just yeah. think that the fact that these folks are saying you can change at the core of Edward Scissorhands character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't like caress somebody cause he's going to stab him. He's going to hurt yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So it, it's this character that just hurts everything except for the the bushes and shrubbery that he he can or and people's hair. So yeah, I don't know. Well, it, it comes to a head with his romance nice and so fun. much that it is. Yeah, <laughs> with Winona, he, she, you know, after all the drama goes down with um her brother, and she ac- he accidentally like slices her on the hand after the snow scene because Steve. Uh, or not Steve, because Jim tries to to um, attack him and he escapes and comes back to their house. Um, and it's Christmas, by the way. This is, in fact, a Christmas movie. It's building up to the family having a Christmas party, which no one will attend because now they have um, they're ostracized from the community because of Edward. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's he's in love with Winona. And it's not until very late in the movie that she kind of sees the the wonder and beauty in him as well. And she tells him to hold her. She says, hold me. It was in the trailer very briefly. Yeah. See, I and, can't. 
He says, I can't, but he can. He just can't, mm -hmm. you know, hold her with her his hands, but you know, hold her with his her, his arms. With his arms. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still pretty good. Um <laughs> yeah. So what what did what did y'all think of their character their romantic arc? I thought it was really sweet and innocent. Yeah. I really cared about it. And it was just kind of like one of those like genuine connections where she didn't care that he was just like creation from the castle he could tell that she was or she could tell that he was kind and loving and yeah was a good person and he could tell that about her was like as soon as you saw her in the photo he like i could tell she was on her yeah <laughs> i had a little crush on her and then yeah. he got to know her and like they started to become like more like better friends although they didn't communicate too often because jim was there and he's terrible well what's what's really pure about their relationship is the rest of the town like I mean, this is no critique of Peg. She's just like pure of heart um, mm -hmm. and would save anyone. But the rest of the town is interested in him. They treat him nicely for the most part until stuff starts happening, but not because they don't, it, because he's um, a like alien uh, interest to them. They're just yeah. like, cause, cause almost like a sideshow act mm -hmm. where she Right. Uh, treats him very normal for a teenage girl in the sense that she's annoyed <laughs> by his yeah. presence. Like she's in his, he's in her bed and it's in her space. She's embarrassed that mm -hmm. he lives with them. Like she is not like in a extreme way. Like she's not a villainous character. She's just like a very real, she has a very normal reaction to, to the situation, which makes yeah. the turn when she like, sees um him carving the ice and and making it snow and stuff um it makes it all the more satisfying because she wasn't like enamored with him because he was like a curiosity even the right. brother like takes him to show and tell yeah because he's a freak um yeah. and he's like they can get you know cred from his friends for bringing uh, a weirdo in so mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a very pure relationship um, what happens with, uh, do you want to talk about like the, the bookend, the framing device of this movie? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, like it starts with an old woman telling the story. Oh, that I forgot that even happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, what framing device? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it starts with like this really old woman putting her grandchild or someone to sleep. I assume her grandchild, hopefully it's not a stranger. Yeah. And it starts to snow outside and she's like talking about the snow a little bit. And then she briefly mentions the story and he's like, why? He's like, I have time. I'm not tired. I'm not tired. And she's like, okay, I'll tell you the story then. And then she goes into it and talks about yeah. the story of her and Edward spoiler. She's the old woman. Winona. Right. I mean, it's very obvious when you're watching yeah. it in hindsight that that's Winona as well. And it's definitely her and make in a lot of makeup, mm -hmm. um, yeah. old person makeup. But who, we, but we don't ever learn, um, we're not to believe that her and Edward had any real, um, well, they don't interact past the events of this movie, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole so, significance never... of, of the snow is that yeah. he's kind of helping like his love for her. They were never romantic. No. I mean, well, they were romantic, so, but never intimate. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that it snows is his sign that he's still alive and she knows it. Yeah. He's communicating with her. He's not aging because he's not a human. Right. Um, right. I mean, he could have, yeah. the, the inventor could have done whatever he wanted, but I think it's, it's kind of like a, a twilight scenario. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he does have the skin of a vampire. Um, I, was, and- I thought Twilight Zone at first. I did not immediately go Twilight. <laughs> Derek always means Twilight. Yes. Always Twilight. Always. Okay, okay. Well, unless I specifically say Twilight Zone. Do 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 do. Ding. But we don't. So we know she has. It, it is her grand um, daughter, but like we don't know anything about who she married or who she had kids with or anything like that. So we just kind of see Winona by the end is an old woman who um, still knows, still believes he's up there because yeah, like Derek said, if it snows, it, there's no other way it can snow in this town. Yeah. Um, how does he get the ice blocks? Uh, <laughs> it's really cold where the castle is. It okay. snows there. I don't yeah, know. The, the elevation. Okay, yeah. elevation. That makes sense. Um, He's on his own mountain. <laughs> I, I don't really know where, you're, where you're going next, Drew, but what I've been thinking of when we're watching these films, these classic films like Edward yeah. Scissorhands, um, that's the only one I'm thinking of. Right Misery. Now. Misery. <laughs> is, would they ever re- remake this? And, oh, yeah. And would it be they are, right? Oh, no, I just mean, oh, yeah, they would, but I don't know if they are. How could you... would So... We we need to think about this uh, as far as things that we talk about. Would it be yeah. remade, and it, could you remake it better? I think we may have done that in the past, but we did. Yeah, it's a fun. Mm-hmm. We should definitely do that. Um, what do y'all think about this one? No, no, you can't touch it. You can't. Yeah, exactly. The, that's kind of the because we are answering as fans and not yeah. you know we don't have any commercial skin in the game. I guess, and I think it's the movies that we don't like as much or. Yeah, we should we should make this a recurring topic because there are like or movie, one, lower stakes or you know movies that aren't as like perfect that mm-hmm. you could remake. But yeah, they did remake this as a Timothy Chalamet Super Bowl commercial last year. <laughs> okay, so it's, yeah, in that way of a remake, a commercial, I guess, did it did it sell itself? Um, I forget what, what it, it was selling? for. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't work. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah, I saw this. Well, I was thinking of like um other movies because obviously Edward Scissorhands is such a good movie, but like and so unique. Yeah, I was reading an article about Pet Cemetery the other day yeah. because there's been like so many remakes. Oh yeah. And then um Guillermo del Toro was saying like if I could remake any Stephen King movie, it'd be Pet Cemetery. He's like, I know it's been done, but hmm. and I was like, oh, I would definitely see that. So that's yeah. conf- confidence in the remake, knowing that it's been not remade right. properly. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, more flawed movies probably have a better chance. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Chalamet plays Edgar Scissorhands, his um, son. <laughs> is he a vampire? <laughs> his so, son. So yeah. one of Winona's kids is. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> we don't know that. Um, <laughs> what not is he? So I innocent. think it's for a car yeah oh yeah cadillac the cadillac lyric did y'all know there was a cadillac lyric in the no. present day oh. so anyway yeah i yeah. i would say there's the reason this one wouldn't work is because it's all about the very specific vision of tim burton i mean like exactly. if you just write this premise on a piece of paper it's completely ridiculous i mean it's 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 more than ridiculous. <laughs> Words yeah. don't describe how absurd the scissor. I mean, we briefly touched on like why did he put scissors on his hands? But well, and yeah. visual yeah. experience by itself is ridiculous. But there's something that glues it all together. Yeah, he just does it really well. A great ex- uh, visual experience. 
an mm-hmm. entertainment experience. You could, what would also be a very interesting is if you rescored the movie with oh, a different no. type oh. of no. Ooh, that's fucked up. <laughs> I, I would not, I, I can't mean, even could, imagine that. Synthesizers it could, only. <laughs> it could fall apart completely. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. the wrong, with the wrong music. It's so essential. Um, and then, you know, Johnny Depp as a, as a performer, I mean, you wouldn't want to recast any of the roles either. So no. Yeah. Good question, Derek. Um, y'all have anything else before we go to, uh, Ashley's poetry corner at the dark recesses of a Gothic castle attic space while snowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just really like this movie a lot. Yeah. I like the cookout scene. We didn't talk about the cookout scene really, but I Ooh, like that gross. part of the movie. I didn't like whatever. Well, yeah, I just didn't like the food. It was all these like um, gelatin, uh, goopy goopy (laughs) things. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was interesting. Like all the neighbors like meeting Edward and being like, Edward, my man, like, tell me what's going on. Like, it was just very, it was very funny. We we do have to mention the dad. The dad was just as as accepting as as the mom. Yeah, Yeah. the dad was great. Like really chill. Accidentally got him drunk, but... it's oh, very yeah. rare that you would see uh, these characters in a film that really do stand behind the person that they just rescued. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe not rescued, but uh, adopted unofficially. Yeah. It's very wholesome they, they in that awesome. respect. Yeah. They are very mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. They weren't assholes. No. No. <laughs> and they didn't try to, like, change him. I mean, she puts uh, some clothes on him, but. <laughs> yeah, they, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's the first part of our discussion. We'll be wrapping up on Scissorhands in a bit. But for now, Ashley, why don't you take us to the corner of poetry? The corner of poetry. Okay. And knife. A little. Okay. Scissor. (laughs) Laid. All right. This is a sharp poem by me. Okay. Um, Poor little Edward's creator passed away and left him behind without working hands. What a day. Enter Peg, who tried to sell Avon to the girls in the neighborhood. Noticing Castle in the distance and says, oh, good. She drives to the castle and finds Edward, a leather plaid daddy. And she thinks, let's help this guy out so I can become a baddie. (laughs) She drives Edward back into the suburb, and at first he's a big hit, using his scissor hands to manicure strawberry dogs and humans. He was the shit. Until Kim's boyfriend, Jim, sets up Edward as the fall guy. But he doesn't tell anyone because he has love for Kim in his eye. Jim and Edward get into an altercation where Jim tells him to go back to his castle like a forever staycation. Hmm. Edward gets upset and runs away from Peg's home. He ends up saving Kim's brother from a drunk driver, but his scissor hands, he should have left alone. Hmm. He accidentally cuts into Kim's brother's face and the whole town now thinks he's a big disgrace. He's chased back to his castle, much like with the monster Frankenstein, where Jim and Kim come back to see him one last time. They all fight and Jim is pushed out of the castle. No more of that of that shithead hassle. <laughs> Kim tells Edward Kim tells Edward how much she loves him before she runs away to never see him again not once until the end of her day but every winter she sees snow falling from the castle in the sky and she knows it's it's from Edward using his scissor hand skills to create ice sculptures what a guy oh that's so beautiful <laughs> as usual you reminded me of a key plot point that we left out of the movie Frankenstein Edward, well, Edward fights to the death with Jim and mm-hmm. doesn't just push him out of the castle. He stabs him 
in the stomach. I mean, he's going to kill them. Oh, it's a pretty brutal death. Yeah. 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 It's bloody too. This, this is like a PG or PG 13 movie, but like you see blood and stuff. It was not um, Edward's fucking fault though. Oh, well it was self, it was a hundred percent self-defense. Yeah. The guy, he had a gun. Um, and he was going to kill probably both. He mm-hmm. might've even killed, uh, Winona's character, but, um, but the point is he couldn't go back to, I mean, he was, he was pretty much, going to be ostracized to that castle now because or exiled because he he killed someone um yeah. right or wrong yeah. it was going to be hard to explain so um so yeah that happens and then um we all live happily ever after yeah except yep. i cried so it's makes this, I cried. Move this forward yeah <laughs> just oh. the music alone um, is enough to make you well up all right well we are about to move into Rank the Blank, our favorite segment. Yeah, Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, a pretty obvious one favorite tim burton movie um we don't typically do things that are like best johnny depp performance favorite Mm -hmm. this director movie (laughs) but i don't know he's had such a um uh expansive and and varied career that i thought creative career Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth celebrating and definitely worth like, I don't know whether this is going to happen or not, but like highlighting the range of types of movies that he's done, um, all very weird in their own special way. So, Ashley, before we give our, our, um, our, before we get our, um, selections, do you want to just rattle off a few of the, the Burton hits? Sure. So we have Big Fish, Batman, Frankenweenie. Do you remember watching that as a kid, the like original? I vaguely mm, remember no, that. No, I don't think so. Nothing. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's very strange, obviously. Um, Alice in Wonderland, Sweeney Todd, a lot of giant dad movies, Sleepy Hollow, yeah. Planet of the Apes. I mean, there's just so many like really cool movies that he did. Big Fish was awesome. Yeah, I, I need to watch that. It's been forever. And I also really wanted would have wanted to rewatch uh, Sleepy Hollow if we were mm. just like doing a deep dive into Burton because I think I've only seen it once, but I remember really being um, finding it haunting and, and scary. And I yeah. loved um, Sweeney Todd, um, which Me we too. mentioned earlier when I saw that in theaters. So, so I many. I saw it in theaters. Um, it was really good. And yeah, and like, he was this was his batman movies were uh <laughs> ahead of the, they established kind of the the like the mold for superhero movies at the time they were the most successful ones before you know the new wave of of more serious superhero style movies so was his batman the one with danny devito where he bit the guy's nose off yes yeah, yeah yeah that terrifying yeah he did two <laughs> he did at least two of them so okay um anyway that's our um or those are a few of the uh honorable mention tim burton movies our selections will include edward scissorhands of course the movie that inspired the topic in the first place ashley what is your selection i'm gonna pick beetlejuice 
Another Winona Ryder. Um, what was that? I can only say no. it. <laughs> Beetlejuice. What was that? Huh? Come on. You're, bur- no. okay, you're, you're breaking up. Yeah. Beetle breakfast. Oh, thank God. Uh, oh, close one. I know. <laughs> um, but I watched this as a kid. It gave me nightmares. And then as an adult, I just really love it. And it's super creative. The acting is incredible. It's a great story. That's yeah. Yeah. It's iconic as well. Um, and, you know, another person with like crazy hair and, and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Burton likes that. Uh, for me, I this is probably the wrong answer. Um, <laughs> great start. But, great start. Well, no, I just was like looking at all the the range. I, so many of his he's not like one of my favorite directors. So I didn't it wasn't like having to it wasn't I didn't already have an answer to this. So just kind of starting from a blank slate, even though I like so many of his movies um, and I, I like the style. Um, but one of the ones that just jumped out at me is is one that I didn't even really associate with him at the time uh, would be Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. Seeing kind of a sci-fi satire spoof movie with like people's heads getting transplanted on Chihuahua bodies. Sarah Jessica and- Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way the the aliens are portrayed, and I the, did not know that that was Tim Burton, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. the comedy. I mean, like it's just a, it's a movie again that only he could make. But yet, I didn't even really realize, like, um, yeah, I wasn't associating it with him at the time because it's more of a sci-fi spoof than like a fantasy movie, like he normally makes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Mars Attacks would be my choice. Derek, what about you? Well, I have a major history with this film uh, of Tim Burton's, and I could see a lot of uh, a, a lot of the film that I'm about to explain. I'm going to start over. Go okay. for it. <laughs> All right. So my choice is. <laughs> good start. Good start. Are you okay? All right. So the film that I'm going to go for rank the blank this week is The Nightmare Before Christmas. And mm, I hope it's yeah. The mm-hmm. Nightmare, The Nightmare, not just Nightmare. But this was a film that blew my fucking gourd and made me realize like what proper film is, proper writing. And anyway, so it's stop motion, which is amazing by itself. Uh amazing character creation you have jack skellington you've got his dog what's his dog's name guys zero yeah thank you mm. and then for such a big fan you would think i'm just kidding well uh, well then no that was a question for y'all and uh, then sally uh just a, an amazing kind of halloween christmas movie stop motion beautiful visuals uh i don't know that's that's I've why got I it. think I, it should win. It's a it's such a distinct style and it's a different medium than the other movies being animated stop mm-hmm. motion. Um, I have a couple notes that might blow your mind. Number one, um, Jack Skellington is voiced by Danny Elfman. Um, that's kind of cool. Number two, Tim Burton did not, in fact, direct this movie. Um, Fuck. <laughs> I, uh, I was recently um, having this conversation with Jamie and she was shocked. Damn. As well as okay. was I, 
This was I. Well, no, no, no. It's a Tim Burton movie. Um, that it still counts. Um, yeah. But, so does Coraline, but but he didn't produce or direct Coraline. <laughs> well, he he um he produced this, and his name the the full name is Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. So they put his name on okay. the movie. Um, right. and uh, this dude, um, Harry uh, Selleck, who was like sp- specialized. The reason I think he's credited as the director is because he's specialized in that type of animation. So, yeah. but I was, I was just, you know, having the same conversation with Jamie recently and like, Damn. it's one of those things where of course everyone associates it with, uh, with Tim Burton because they put his name <laughs> on the poster <laughs> right, and it's right. got all the sensibilities. It is a Tim Burton movie in this case, like the, he was using another, um, director, I would assume is like his instrument. Um, sure, sure. You know, to capture the kind of story he wanted to tell in a different did medium. Get, did you get this from how movies are made or yeah, how movies are made or whatever? Um, how, how did this get made? Yeah. No, I don't know where I heard it. Um, but if we were, we were watching nightmare before Christmas at, um, uh, a movie theater before they showed something else. And well, so and we it's were so classic that. that I'm not surprised that if the fact that Tim Burton didn't direct or, yeah, did yeah. direct it. He's is, been associated is, with uh, so much stuff, and in and, right. and you know his influence is all over it. So those I'll, are I'll our selections. Say that I'll take last place. I but don't I'll, think it. I don't think you're disqualified. I just. Yeah, I, just I wanted. So I just wanted to point that out as a bit of trivia. Um. So, all right, Ashley, where shall we start? Where do you, where does Edward fall in this? Well, Derek's I mean, last. I'm just kidding. Honestly, no, I, I should be last. I, why don't no, I mean, if I were fighting for last, I, I honestly, I think mine is. <laughs> I mine. think Drew's is last. Yeah, I think mine is last. <laughs> Jesus. So I, Christ. So well, it, I mean, this it, is it's, the weirdest rank the blank that we've ever had. No, I'll be last. No, you can be last. <laughs> I'm just trying to be fair. Yeah, I don't think Mars Attacks is really no. as Tim Burton as the others. It's not like as iconic. Yeah. Um, I know Derek I loves Mars is, Attacks too. So. I'm it's hard because I really love Beetlejuice and it's not super sad. So I could like continuously watch it. And it has more like and funny as Winona Ryder. Yep. And Gina Davis. Yep. And Michael Keaton. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Mr. Batman. Yeah. So I mean, battle between Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands. That's what I think so too. It's hard because I just watched, you just watched Edward Scissorhands and it's a really good movie. Well, Derek and I can break the tie. I mean, I'm not even sure which direction I want to go in. So we got um, Mars last, Nightmare third, mm-hmm. and then it's it's Beetle versus Edward. Edward, yeah. Um, I think I count of three, Drew. We should okay. just say what we're thinking, and I think okay. we're gonna we're gonna agree. Okay. Three, two, one. Edward, scissor hands. Scissor hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I heard a uh, Beetlejuice in there. Oh, said it three times. It's hey! easy. It, it's actually easy for me because Showtime. <laughs> I I only I I watched Beetlejuice not with you growing up. I watched it for the first time like five six years ago. So I didn't have, and I didn't have any kind of history with it. Childhood, whereas yeah, I do with Scissorhands. So. I have the same amount of history with both. And Edward Scissorhands has a bunch of very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Again, going from like darkness of Edward Scissorhands to this uh, pastel colored uh, town. That, yeah, 
and then just some of the angles in the film are so beautiful and they're yeah. very obviously not real either it's probably a little uh, miniature of a castle that they shoot and fine then, yeah mm-hmm. all right well so um, edward beetle nightmare mars yeah so we the movie is back on top this week we have this is a bit of a weird clip um but it's edward making noises <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think it's Don't all that. Edward, you didn't wake up. I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> At least we get a taste of Johnny Depp's performance here. Thank you. <laughs> He's very meek. We're not sheep. Myself. That's right. Just your own sweet self. How many words do you think he said in this movie? I'm guessing that's why someone cut it together because probably not very many. Kim, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, congrats to Edward Scissorhands, our favorite Tim Burton movie as a collective. Yeah. And yeah, that was another excellent round of Rank the Blank. But now it's time to return for our final discussion of Edward Scissorhands, our feature presentation. Ashley, um, in between trips to Gap and the food court, what are you hearing from people at the mall? Um, what are you hearing from critics? What's the buzz on Edward Scissorhands? It sounds like almost almost everyone loves it. Mm, interesting. Except for one guy who's pretty highly rated. Yeah, let's hear from a prolific critic at the time that we might have heard from before on this podcast. Once or twice. Edward Scissorhands is being sold as kind of an offbeat Christmas fable about getting to love people who aren't exactly like you are. But I found the movie yeah. perverse and self-indulgent, <laughs> the kind of project that's supposed to appeal to kids but actually only scares and disturbs them. I wish they devoted a little more love and imagination to the screenplay of this movie, which is a real no-brainer about Winona Ryder's boyfriend developing a grudge against Edward. The movie ends with a fight to the finish where one character dies, and that's how a lot of movies end these days. Not with people working out their problems or getting to know each other, but with somebody getting killed and death is the solution. I guess it's easier to write death wow. than dialogue, and so the new motto is better dead than said. And also, you should retire. I, I think he was just in a bad mood. Ebert you should was, retire, man. Like well, that's a bad. That's a horrible review. It, it was. It he was really getting on a little imagination. So it <laughs> seems like he had a agenda. Got on his, like a soapbox at the end there and worked back from there. Better dead than said, though. It is catchy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, mostly positive reviews, but um, I'll just go ahead and segue myself into the box office because the even though people love this movie it was overshadowed at the box office wait that's not mm -hmm. how we start the segment ashley so awards, what's, what's at the box office why well, was into <laughs> awards what's at the box office 
What's going on? Well, I was trying to make it a natural segue. So congratulations. Oh, yeah. I intentionally Ruined. made it a natural segue. <laughs> um, this movie would eventually become, as we all know, a big cult hit. But at the time, um, Home Alone was just absolutely dominating kind of like the holiday family box office space. So we still have Home Alone at number one with uh, 11 million. And we have look who's talking to uh which somehow i didn't even include um instead of mermaids but um at number two um with eight million and then at number three um edward scissorhands which had been in like one or two theaters around the country um but it just expanded uh wider this week so it's doing okay but it's not going to be the holiday movie that people remember right now um, but they will eventually. Mm. And it also was up for a billion awards, but only won a couple that were not like like BAFTA awards. It won some of that. It was up for best makeup, didn't win that, didn't win a Golden Globe, but was up for one. So mm. kind of, kind of, yeah, it could have won a ton of technical awards. You would, yeah, you would think I was surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not really the type of movie that would win the main, the main, main awards, but right. Yeah. But- well, so would you guys say, which I'm sure we all already know, would you consider <laughs> this movie a uh, new release or old news? On the count of three. One, two, three. New, new release. release. <laughs> Eric sounded yeah. pretty enthused there. New, new release. release. <laughs> it's new. It's a release. It's obvious. Yeah. It's a new There's release. No. You have to watch it. No uh, debate. If you've seen it, watch it again. If you've seen it and watched it again, watch it again. Watch it again. Watch yeah. it again. Well, are y'all... I didn't I didn't really um, play contrarian or express any critiques of the movie throughout our first discussion or, you know, throughout the bulk of our discussion. I could see people watching this that don't have any history with it. Well, which is Ashley included. Yeah. And not being charmed by it, being annoyed. I mean, like it's we all loved it. I I get that. And it I love it in the sense that it makes me feel things. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't love all I don't love it unequivocally i mean i yeah i i i find some of it goofy and and a little bit too stylized for my tastes when i imagine people could view it somewhat like i view the toxic avenger which i hate which i didn't really love oh yeah a lot of people just like want these in together (laughs) no only because it's like so like off the wall and it's not like that ridiculous but it still has like those pieces where you're like oh do i like this sense of humor or like this kind of so it's cartoony I yeah. would just I would urge anybody that doesn't like it to try to. And if yeah. they really don't <laughs> afterwards, then don't tell anyone. I, I'm not going to talk to you about films and <laughs> entertainment that I like because there's nothing wrong with this film. If you if, <laughs> if you take Fair it enough. at face value, sure. Otherwise, so, uh, otherwise, get out of my house. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um so how 90s is edward scissorhands so thinking about hair actors music tropes right now we have home alone with 90 out of 90 uh-huh. uh teenage mutant ninja turtles with 89 out of 90 and pump up the volume with 87 out of 90 for our top three where does this go this one is a real um contradiction of itself so i mean it's set in a in an earlier time period Mm-hmm. Um, it's set like out of time in some, in some degrees, there's a Gothic castle in the middle of a seventies suburb. 
So that doesn't make any sense. Um, it's a fan. I mean, in a good way, it's a fantasy world. Um, but then again, there's Tim, the Tim Burton component. Winona Ryder. The, 90s, the actors big in the nineties Elfman score, even though it's not nineties pop, it's, you know, like the, yeah. So it's, it's not going to crack the, the top top, but it does have some nineties things going for it, even though it's not, trying to be set in the 90s yeah um so where do y'all think what is, where does that put it go to is 83 oh wow that's pretty that's high. a lot higher than i was gonna go well it does have it does get bonus points for um it's it's stature and it's you know iconic um memorability uh memorability memorability yeah <laughs> um we'll get I was to go- we'll get to memorabilia in a minute I was going to go more around like the total recall range, like the 77. Yeah, I could see 70s. I mean, I yeah. I think we'll Derek's... With that. Yeah, yeah. Thinking like it does have a lot of name recognition and it's the actors themselves were iconic too. So maybe, um, yeah, maybe 78. Sure. Between Bird on a Wire and Total Recall. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. We'll knock Mel down a peg at least. Yep. So gets a 78. <laughs> Um, out of 90. And then what do we want to include in the new release gift shop? So each week <laughs> when we review one of these movies, we take something from the movie and then we sell it for profit. Um, we currently have things like a Kathy Bates talking pillow for misery. Can't That's wait for that. One of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have some green kettle corn from Troll 2. Mm-hmm. Some, let's see, some muscle sprouts. Which I don't remember where that's from. Van Damme. Oh yeah, muscle sprouts yeah. like muscle milk. Perfect. Um, and we just have a hoverboard from Back to the Future, so you know, pretty cool. Stuff. Yeah, limited supply, pretty, pretty wide range. Sure. So, what do we want to include from this movie? Ah, uh, man, it's snow globes are pretty popular. Little yeah. little gifts, um, scissors that you can put on your hands seems too obvious <laughs> a haircut i mean we could offer we could offer scissor cuts mm, you mean a haircut right but like no, we just you're done 15, have min- a salon 15 service? minute scissor cuts five minute scissor cuts mm. I, I i did want to say earlier like they kind of invented or at least you know really leaned into the asymmetrical haircut trend i don't know how big that was at this time but at least in the time period of the movie he was supposed to be like it was really avant-garde and yeah trend trend setting yeah so we could offer like modern haircuts as done by derek's um sloppy finger knives And well, Goro shaves. could do it. He has six, oh, he has six yeah. hands. Oh, wow. Now you're talking. Yeah. So we do have Goro on um, retainer for cleaning, eviction, whatever um, we need them. Yeah. And now Goro's, how many? Let's do the quick calculations here. How many hands? Six, six. or four. So, no, he's got six. Okay. Right? They don't call him four. I always though. think he has, I think he has four. I always think he has six, but I don't think that's correct. Um, well, we should know it's four. Yeah. So yeah. we need four <laughs> times. But does he how many fingers does he have? I think two he or actually, three on each hand. Oh, man, this is getting this is getting tricky. Uh, he only has 
he has three fingers on each hand. All right. So Gore has 12 fingers of fashion. 12 fingers of fashion. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Has a, it's very catchy. Okay. Sweet. Um, all right. So Goro gets to work and then we'll start watching the preview for next week. Should we do something other than scissors? What? Like Goro's, um, Goro, um, suction hands. I think scissors no. is appropriate. We could invent cupping <laughs> way ahead of its time. But okay. No, we'll just do scissors. I okay. like the scissors. Fine. I'm just worried about lawsuits. I don't know if I can trust Goro with. He's not like. He'll if you're comparing fine. Goro's uh, skill set with Edwards, it's like it seems more like brute force than than. They can sign a lawsuit, and we can put cuts included, and it'll be like an extra thing. <laughs> they can, and our and our can podcast sign. shop insurance is pretty good. So yeah, okay, we'll be fine. All right, we can call it deep cuts. Deep cuts by Goro <laughs> by Goro by Goro. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So what are we going to watch next week? Well, next week, speaking of um, big, strong, deep cuts, deep cuts, <laughs> we're going to watch a comedy that catapulted an action superstar into comedic superstar Startup. status. <laughs> John Kimball is an undercover cop assigned to find a mother and son. This is the only picture we have of him. Before a killer does. You gotta handle this like any other police situation. He's been trained to fight. But there are some things. You mean you eat other people's lunches? Stop it! He's never been trained to handle. Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're walking all over me. Is Kindergarten Cop, an Ivan Reitman film rated PG-13. Starts Friday, December 21st at theaters everywhere. Yeah. Mr. Kimball, I have to pee. Yeah, this is going to be a blast from the past. Um, yes. I'm excited. Um, well, that's it for this week. Um, we are in the home stretch, as we've mentioned plenty of times for new release season two. And we are really excited to watch these next couple movies and then share what's going to be happening in season three if you want to be at the top of the list and checking it twice, then you should subscribe to our podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you find podcasts. Ashley. That's a scratch. <laughs> we're also on Instagram at new release podcast. Boom. Oh yeah. We're there too.